0: Faithwire.com. It's Billy Hollowell here, senior editor of Faithwire, and I'm here with Natasha Bure, author of Let's Be Real, Living Life as an Open and Honest You. How are you today? Hey, I'm
1: good, how are you?
0: I'm good, I'm good. So welcome to New York.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: let's dive into the reason why you wrote the book. Tell yes. me a little bit about that.
1: So um, the reason I wrote the book, I... And I just recently turned 18. I'm almost 19 now. But when I was starting to write the book, I just turned 18 and graduated high school. And I decided that I wasn't going to go to college and I was going to kind of take, um, you know, a break to pursue being in music and acting and all of that and work on things that I was really passionate about and one thing that I'm super passionate about is social media and all of that and YouTube and Instagram something that I love and like a huge part of my life and I was just noticing a trend of girls and boys comparing themselves to what they see on social media which can be such a facade and it's not real life it's so edited and um, filtered and all of that and so I kind of wanted to talk about what it's like to be a real teenager and the struggles that everyone goes through, no matter what age you are. Um, A lot of the topics in the book are things that not just teenagers go through it could be with you know body image or boys and relationships or health or fitness or anything like that so I kind of wanted to shed light on those topics and be open and honest about the experiences good or bad um, whether they're embarrassing or not and kind of just um, give somebody uh, a friend to talk to in a way the book is super conversational and I want whoever's reading it to just relate and feel like they uh, have someone who's going through the same thing as them and yeah the book is filled with a lot of personal stories stories and just things that uh I wanted to include
0: did you share any embarrassing moments in the book was there anything you shared you know just from growing up or your life what what is the most embarrassing moment that you shared
1: I don't know in in the book or just in general in the book well we could talk in general
0: too but we'll start with the book
1: I'm trying to think of like the most embarrassing one from the book um Just uh, probably a lot of, like, mishaps with boys or, like, (laughs) relationships and dating or anything like that. Like, those are always embarrassing. Um, I remember one time I... I think this is in the book. I was talking to a guy and all of a sudden I like got so nervous. I just was not speaking English. Like I couldn't (laughs) form a sentence for some reason. And I was so embarrassed because it was just like we were just talking about school. And then all of a sudden I just couldn't even speak. And he was like, what did you just say? (laughs) And I was like, I'm not really sure uh, what I just said. But no, um, that's probably one of the most embarrassing things. Just I get super nervous. But yeah, I mean, I'll just kind of embarrassing things when you're a teenager
0: but it's nice that you're sharing them because people can relate to it right there's other young Absolutely. people you're trying to reach
1: yeah of course I mean I feel like it's one thing when you're a teenager you always want to be cool and you always want to be popular and you always want to kind of seem like you have it all together when in reality you probably don't and <laughs> I, I know I for sure did not when I was a teenager and I'm still a teenager and I don't have it all together I'm 33
0: and I don't have it exactly all together. exactly so, like so don't feel everyone's
1: bad. still learning and everyone's still growing and I wanted to be able to share those things of just you know, it's okay that you don't have it all together. Like, that's a part of life. You got to grow, you got to learn, and you got to, you know, mature into, you know, an adult.
0: So you chose Sadie Robertson to write the foreword. I did. Why, Why did you choose Sadie?
1: I love Sadie. I met her a couple years ago. Her Dancing with the Stars partner was my mom's Dancing with the Stars partner. So we kind of got um, in contact that way. And she didn't have a lot of friends when she was living out in L.A. Um, So her and I kind of connected and we hung out a couple times and just everything that she stands for. um, I absolutely love. I adore her as a person and um, she's just a good friend of mine. So I really wanted her to be a part of this project.
0: Very good. And you mentioned your mom. Now, yes. your mom, you worked with her on this book a little bit, right? She helped out.
1: Yeah. Uh, in the beginning stages of the book, and for actually a majority of the book, she was not a part of it. I really wanted this to be my own project. I didn't want her to be involved with, like, any of the writing, any of the stories, the idea. I pitched everything. Like, I really wanted it to be my own um, deal. But then when it came into the editing process, she's written three books. So I was like, she probably knows what she's <laughs> doing. I right, yeah. So I'm just going to ask her for some help, and she knows me better than anyone and so she knew you know if there was something that was a little unclear she probably could help me elaborate and you know get my point across better so it was nice to have her helping in the editing stages
0: very good very good what have you learned because you've been in a unique position you have had fame you were on the voice which we'll talk about you've had obviously social media fame on youtube what have you learned growing up and in your own experience sort of watching fame seeing how it unfolds what are some of the lessons you've learned
1: Oh my gosh, so many things. Um, I think one of the biggest things is to just stay true to who you are and to just um, stand by what you stand by and to not kind of waver. I think for me, and I've been taught since I was a very early age, just from a very early age, having you know parents who have been in the spotlight to be that way um and to just not let all the negativity get to your head and to kind of let it destroy you because there can be so many comments there can be good and bad comments um that can you know make or break you if you if you let it and you can't let it, you got to just be strong and stay true to who you are. And um, when you do have that platform, I think that it's really important to use it for good and to shed light on topics that are, you know, worth sharing and worth talking about and that will make a difference.
0: And what's, and not to be redundant, what's some of your advice so to, like, to other young people? Because it seems so hard, you know, now more than ever to stand by your values. If you have values, to stick with them. And what's some of your advice to those who might be struggling with that right now?
1: For me, um, my friends and my family play a huge role in that. Um, I'm like a very, very social person, so I always want to hang out with friends. I always want to be around other people and kind of vibe off of one another's energy. And for me, if I'm hanging around people that aren't, you know necessarily standing by the same things that I want to or um believe you know what I believe morally and things like that I don't want that to kind of compromise my values and so for me like hanging out with people who do believe in that is really important and I'll be honest I didn't have a ton of friends during high school for that reason just because I felt like I was so I had hung around people that maybe weren't the best influences on me. And when I noticed that, I kind of had to back away because I feel like who you hang out with is who you become in a way. You you know, you know pick up on other people's habits and their language. And it's the a way reflection of you in a way. Exactly. Yeah. And so for me, throughout, throughout most of high school, I, I hung out with my brothers a lot. I hung out with my mom and my dad and I knew people. Um, those people would encourage me to do the right thing and encourage me to, um, you know, be confident in the choices I was making because they supported me.
0: Absolutely. What role would you say faith plays in your life and in your decision-making?
1: Oh, I, w- I probably number one rule. Um, my faith is a huge part of my life. It has been since ever since I was born, um, just being raised in a Christian home and, um, having a mom who would, you know, go around speaking at churches and being around that for my whole life, even with, you know, music. Like I did, I first got into music through, worship at church so all of that has been um extremely influential in my life
0: and so music obviously the voice you know let's talk about that experience how did that come about and just take me through what it was like
1: so i had performed on the view for my mom's 40th birthday um and about a week and a half afterwards i'd gotten an email from a producer saying we'd love you know for you to audition for the voice we think it would be a fun opportunity for you At first, I was like, absolutely not. I cannot do the voice. Sorry, no. Um, I'm just such a competitive person. I didn't think it would be healthy for me to engage in a (laughs) competition like that. Um, But uh, as I was graduating high school at that time, I was like, you know, I have to say yes to opportunities and not be afraid of, you know, the outcome or whatever is going to happen. So I said yes and I went through, you know, multiple um, audition stages and then finally got to the blind auditions and did that. And how um, scary was that? The most nerve wracking <laughs> thing ever. Like I've never been more scared to perform anywhere.
0: Yeah, no, know. It seems pretty intimidating and it like was, wondering if they're going to spin around and they turn the chair around. I was I mean, just... It went well for you, though.
1: It did. Although I they kind of tell you like when you're on the show, okay, don't expect for them to turn right away. Expect for them to turn mid or towards the end because usually in your song, uh, you have this like peak moment where it's like this big moment, whether it's a note you hit or the way you say it or, you know, anything like that. So as soon as I started singing, my peak moment wasn't till... Fifteen minutes or fifth, like I would have had fifteen seconds left in the song, so it was pretty late in the song. I wasn't expecting for um, Adam to turn like seven seconds in, and so I was very thrown off guard. I was like, "Whoa, that's really crazy!" <laughs> so then after that, I was like, "My was my heart was ba- basically beating out of my chest." I'm pretty sure you could like see it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So so last question, just to get back to let's be real, Absolutely. you know, we've talked about the book, why you wrote it. If you could if readers could walk away with one thing, you know, what is that one thing you'd want them to be thinking or feeling at the end of the book?
1: I want them to feel encouraged and um, to be who they are. And one thing that I would really stress is um, you know, part of the book is being open and being honest and to be the best person that you can be. Um, I feel like you can't be the best person next to you. You can't be um, your best friend. You can't be your brother. You can't be your sister. You can't be the best of those people, but you can be the best of yourself and you can work, um, at the things that you are good at and that you have strengths and your weaknesses and the things that make you unique. And I think that that is what makes you special. Um, so for me, I strive every day to just be the best Natasha and to not compare myself to what social media has out there or what, um, society standard of perfection is, but, um, knowing who I am and the gifts that I have and using those, um, you know, to the best of my abilities, but overall just to be the best the best me I can be.
0: And I lied. I said that was the last question, but I do have another question <laughs> about about social media. So, you know, when you get positive and negative comments, I'm sure like everybody, how do you deal with the negative comments? And obviously, you know, everything from the view with your mom down to just you, you know, how do you process that? And what's your advice for other young people who might be encountering similar things?
1: Yeah. Um, negative comments are hard to deal with, especially, um, when it, I was first getting negative comments, now I kind of laugh at it and I just think the person really took the time to write something <laughs> negative. They must care, you know? They must care because they're writing something negative. But um, it's not easy to see those those things, but um, I honestly try to actually not read the comments um, of anything. And um, if you do, you just got to think that, That person must care because they took the time to write it, you know? That's that's I always say like stay away from the comment sections on websites. Like we don't have a
0: comment section on our website, so I can say that. Exactly. Um, but you know, stay away from them because they sometimes are the worst place. There's nice comments sprinkled in there, but
1: Yeah, no, and there totally is, but if you know the negative ones are better to avoid it. Exactly.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming down. Congratulations on the book. Thank you so much. FaithWire.com